Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome in to the Boys and Girl Podcast. With Cowboys NFL Network reporter Jane Slater and NFL Network producer Bobby Belt. A Cowboys community with the inside scoop on the Dallas Cowboys. Now, coming straight to you from the Lone Star State, here's Jane and Bobby. All right. Well, full disclosure, everyone, I'm battling a little bit of a, what I think is a sinus infection, but I'm going to push through this adversity and this setback, hopefully a little bit better than the Dallas Cowboys did against the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football. That was a tough one, Bobby. Yeah, it was. And it's we've talked a lot about what is this team's identity? And that's been the question. And, you know, I think a lot of people are saying, well, now we're heading into week 11 and, you know, we're still trying to figure out the identity. No, you've got the identity now. The identity is this is a team that beats up on bad teams and can't find the lucky bounces against the good teams. You know, a lot of times people say you make your own luck. This team doesn't make their own luck against the good teams. You know, and I've long argued that Dak is different than Tony Romo in the sense that he finds ways to win instead of lose. And he certainly tried to do that last night, despite getting down 14-0 in the, uh, to start this game. I mean, this looked like it was going to get out of hand early. The way that Dak settled in there and the way that he put them in a position to get the win And the final minutes of this game, I think, is perhaps the most frustrating thing. And look, I appreciate that the players, Jalen Smith and then last night, Dak Prescott, once again, pointing the fingers, not at the coaching staff, but at themselves, saying they need to do a better job of executing on the plays. And while you could make that argument, I think, for a lot of the defensive players, last night on offense, they were winning in spite of. Oh, yeah. No, I think this was very reminiscent of the Green Bay game they played minus the turnovers. So the Green Bay game got so out of control so early because they kept turning the ball over, and that's what undid a lot of it. But, I mean, if you look at it, it's very similar. It's prolific passing attack from Dak. It's, you know, you cannot stop the opposing team's running back in the pass or the running game. They're just eating you up. It was very – Dalvin Cook was very much playing the way Aaron Jones did a few weeks ago. In fact, Dalvin Cook finished with 183 yards from scrimmage. Aaron Jones finished that game with 182. The Packers won that game 34 to 24. Vikings won this game 28 24. So similar performances outside of some of the silly mistakes that were made. So for for those of us, and I was one of them, who said, you know, well, what does that game look like against the Packers if they don't turn the ball over? Are they able to, you know, make more plays here? Are they able to put themselves in a position? 
to win that game. You have your answer now. That was the Minnesota game last night, and they weren't able to pull it out. And I think the other thing that stands out for me, Bobby, is this team's commitment to the run is admirable, right? They say that that's their identity. They're going to stick with the run. But on a night when it's not working out that you fail to convert a first down every time you run the ball, it seems as though if if your receiving core is as red hot as they are last night, why not trust them? For whatever reason, it's like they don't trust the passing game. They haven't trusted it in recent years. And like I said, I know that Zeke Elliott in this run game, as they've said time and time again, is part of their identity. And you and I talked about this today. It was a fairly balanced game um, when you look at the way that they were mixing in the run in the past. But when the run game is not working for you and you go to it on second and then again on the third down, that leaves you sort of scratching your head going, why? Yeah, and, you know, I had this debate a little bit with people on Twitter. So I was saying, you know, your linebackers haven't been good enough this year on defense. They're, you know, they've dropped the ball too many times. And somebody said, well, why is it the players are at fault on the defense, but uh, on offense, it's it's the coaching staff. So I think inherently when, when you're on offense, you're on the offensive. And you can dictate where the play goes, and you can avoid some of your weaknesses. And on defense, you're reactionary. You are just reacting to what the defense does. There's only so much a defensive coaching staff can do to put you in a position. You've got to finish the plays. So I think on offense, the Cowboys' crime or, or the issue that they had where they failed – was not moving away from a weakness late in the ball game, and Dak said it after the game, and I think Jason Garrett said it as well that you know part of the reason they were trying to run the ball there and pick up the first down was you don't want to leave them too much time left. That's dangerous for two reasons to me. One, you know you're worried about leaving too much time for your defense. What kind of a vote of confidence is that? Two, the assumption that you're gonna score. You know, instead of just worrying about scoring, you're worrying about how you're gonna score and in what time frame. I mean, that's confidence but it's, it's confidence in the wrong thing which is your running game which at times the running games look good you know he Zeke had back-to-back really strong games against Philadelphia and then the Giants but the Vikings are a different ball game that is a different defense and you saw it last night Eric Kendricks had a great game and that's where it was a little confusing was the, the balance itself wasn't so bad it was pretty even early on when the Cowboys got down they finished the game with I think 48 or 49 pass plays and 20 rushes for Zeke 22 runs total I think for the whole team and so they definitely were throwing it more but then you look at first down and it's like 16 runs and 14 passes and you're putting Dak in these circumstances of third and eight and third and 12 and uh, you know he's making the plays I mean last night he was uh, I think the Bill Barnwell had the stat that he was perfect picked up five first downs on five opportunities of third down and seven or longer and if you look at Dak this year on third and 12 or longer he is 11 of 17, 220 yards, eight first downs. He, he's picking up a first down about half the time on third and 12, which is if you have, you know, 50% conversion rate on third down period, ignoring the down and dis, ignoring the distance, it's incredible. But to have that on third and 12 is Herculean. So Dak's doing everything he can to put them in the ball game or to keep them in the ball game. That's why it's, it is a little funny. You're backed up inside your 10. Dak throws you down into the red zone. And all you of don't a sudden, trust him to throw you into the end zone. Yeah, all of a sudden, you you don't trust him to, to get it done. And instead, you go to Zeke three times in a row. You go to him twice on the run play, and then you try and you know throw him the ball on the outside. And again, matched up one-on-one with Eric Kendricks. That's not the matchup you want with the way he was playing that game. So it just it, it's odd that they seem to be 
forward thinking at different points of the game and, and you think they've come into the modern era with some of their and then there are just other times where they go oh let's throttle back a little bit and so then the question you know I know that's getting tossed around this morning is and throughout the afternoon and really will be up until their next game which is Sunday against Detroit is where do you lay the blame you know again we keep talking about the the players while admirable keep pointing the fingers at themselves you know, we've got to do a better job of executing. Well, Jason Garrett was asked on 105.3 The Fan about it this morning, and here's what he had to say. Coach, what was the thought process on that final drive uh, on the second and third down before the Zeke incompletion? What were you guys thinking, or uh, what did you guys see uh, that, that kind of uh, led to the second and third down calls at the end? Yeah, again, uh, you know, Kellen's calling the game, and in that situation, it's second and two when he felt like he had a good opportunity uh, against a favorable box to run the ball in those situations. And on each of those plays, we had options uh, beyond just the run. And, you know, unfortunately, we weren't able to convert, and we got into that fourth down situation and didn't convert that. So, uh, obviously, you want to continue that drive. You want to go score a touchdown there. Unfortunately, we didn't get it done. So, you know, it is fascinating. You know, when they win, everyone wants to celebrate, you know, Kellen Moore. He's done it despite Jason Garrett mm-hmm. as the head coach. And then when they lose, everyone wants to blame Jason Garrett. Yeah, no. And, you know, I, I think it was Kellen after the, the first loss of the year where he was out there with the media that week. And he's like, oh, so when we lose, Jason gets all the blame. <laughs> he's like, oh, sweet setup for me. He's like, but no, that, that doesn't fly. We can't do it that way. And, and that's true. At the end of the day, Kellen Moore is calling the plays. Now, the the question is, and I guess where people are wondering who's at fault here is, is Kellen calling the play and it's with Jason Garrett saying, why don't we go run here? Maybe Kellen's picking the play, but Jason very well may be influencing if they're going to go run or pass. Um, I, I know typically Wade Wilson talked about this years ago, the late Wade Wilson um, talked about that when the Cowboys get in their two-minute drill, that's generally scripted or they, they significantly narrow down the playbook. And that they had, you know, each game plan has, you know, a handful of plays in it that they use during the two-minute drill. Um, so, so I'm wondering if they were in their two-minute offense at that point, because when they got the ball back, there's a little under five minutes left. They were already in the red zone by the time they were inside two minutes. So I, I wonder if, you know, there was a, a limited playbook or if they were working off a smaller playbook, and, and that's where some of these run options came from. But um, ultimately, it is a little odd that, Something that I mean, Jerry said it after the game that it, it you could have put up a sign at the beginning of the game that said Zeke's not going anywhere tonight, and for them to acknowledge that that was the case and then still try and you know ram their head into a brick wall, it's it's frustrating. What's the definition of insanity, Bobby? Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and you know I, I think there's. At this point, it's okay. Well, who's the insane one? Is Jason Garrett the insane one? Is Kellen Moore or is Jerry Jones the insane one for putting Jason Garrett out there every single year to have these same sort of issues crop up? There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you coming? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card, hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I thought the most fascinating thing that came out of Jerry Jones's mouth after this one, and of course, if you even look at some of the cutaways of Jerry, you know, up in the... The sweet, he wasn't overly angry. He was quiet. You know, sometimes when you're... That's because his future head coach was on the other sideline. He was really impressed with him. Stop. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but, you know, typically when your parents are just really upset with you and they're they're, it, it's like this stoic icing, that's what it felt like to the, me. The silence is the word. The silence is deadly. deadly and, and, and there was a word that he used that I'm curious about how deadly. Because we've always talked about Jerry Jones says things that are purposeful, right? Yeah, he's very calculated. Very calculated. He said to the reporters after the game, he says, quote, it's disappointing, disappointing, we'll have to pay for this one. Hopefully it won't be terminal. Terminal to their season? Terminal to their coaching staff? Oh, I mean, if it's, I think he's talking all-encompassing because if it's terminal to their season, it's terminal to their coaching staff. A little bit early to call it, though? It it is, but I mean, that's, I I think that's the thing. This was a, a... big game for them because as we said this was going to be are they contenders or are they pretenders and this is now out of the six teams that are currently if the the season ended today the six teams that are in the playoffs for the NFC Dallas has played three of them they've lost all three Mm -hmm. they are one and four against everybody except the NFC except the NFC East this year the Cowboys have beat the NFC East and the Miami Dolphins that is it It's staggering to me, Bobby, because, you know, we talked about heading into the season, just how, how different this team looked, Mm -hmm. right? And we saw it in the first couple of games. Like, look, there is the offense that we were talking about and I see the talent out there. Oh yeah. I mean, we'll get into Amari Cooper in a little bit. We've seen Michael Gallup's development. Now there are a couple of incompletions. You know, Michael still has some of the dropsies, but he also still makes some pretty impressive catches oh, yeah. for a second year wide receiver that broken play against the Giants where he danced along the sideline and scored the touchdown and then of course you've got Randall Cobb who easily had one of the best games in recent memory and then I I, I have a lot of faith in Ezekiel Elliott even though Ezekiel Elliott's stat box isn't looking all that sexy this year 
if you look at the tape, he's also doing things in terms of blocking. Oh, yeah. I mean, the way that he goes after some of these guys, the defenders, is impressive. Just go back and look at the tape on a couple of plays. Like yeah. That's what I was watching for because I remember leaning over to you at one point and going, what is he doing tonight? And so I, purpose, I was purposeful in this. Every time I'd watch... The guys line up. I wanted to see where Zeke was and what he was doing and how he's affecting the game. And like he was blowing guys up. So like as a blocker, he's been impressive for you out there. It's just for whatever reason. I don't know if it's because teams have enough tape on Zeke these days. I don't know if it was because Zeke missed camp and it's just, you know, there's some rust there. I I, I don't know what to make of it. No, I, I think that, you know, I looked this up yesterday. If you look since 2016, which is when Zeke got in the league and the most games with 20 attempts and fewer than four yards per carry. Ezekiel Elliott leads the NFL with nine. <laughs> Next is Le'Veon Bell and Carlos Hyde. They're tied with seven. But that may not be as much on Zeke as much as it is this Cowboys tendency to kind of ram their head into a brick wall a little bit. And you make the point that he was doing a lot in blitz pickup, and that's a big part of the success that Dak's been able to have and, and that the passing game has been able to have. But also at the end of the day, you go, is a, a reliable blitz pickup guy and kind of average yards per carry is that worth 90 million dollars I don't I, I don't quite know what to make of it this year and then there's also this uh, I won't say it's he's been apathetic more so this year than he has been in years past because I don't I don't think it's fair to necessarily read a person's body language but even with just the cutaways during the game you can see the frustration on Zeke's face and even I uh when we were having the scrum last night you know I asked him you know what do you guys make of some of these slow starts? Here's what he said. How do you make sense of these slow starts, especially when you see the way that you guys battle, you know, in, in the second half of these games and then the fact that you guys were so close there in the end? Um, yeah, we just got to eliminate them. Uh, like, like you said, we battled back and we, we uh, got ourselves within striking distance, actually took the lead. Uh, but, you know, if we eliminate those slow starts, uh, I mean, who knows where, where uh, we would be. But, uh, I mean, all we got to do, all we can do is just, you know, focus on Going to, uh, going to work this week, watching film and uh, just seeing where we can improve. I think the battling back at some point, too, gets it really wears on these guys. I mean, this this play from behind mentality. I think some guys relish in it, guys like Dak Prescott. I think there's other guys that, that, that are, struggle with it. And I think Zeke's struggling with some of the playing from behind this year, whereas a guy that's had a chip on his shoulder his whole life, uh, his mentality has always been this sort of underdog play from behind. That's where we see sort of Dak shine. A guy like Zeke's used to being a proven winner. Yeah, He's I, not used to playing from behind. That's not his mentality. That's not his personality. And again, I don't know if it's fair. This is going to, I'm going to bring up one of my Bobby Belt conspiracy theories this week. <laughs> I feel like some of that is wearing on Zeke this year. I, I wouldn't doubt that. I mean, remember that, you know, he had a really successful run at Ohio State, then had, you know, Little to no adversity his rookie year. The very first bit of adversity we ever saw really was that Denver Broncos game his second year, and he had an, a, an issue during the game. It was there a was checkout. There was a checkout. And so it, it very well could be that. And there's still, you know, he's still a young guy. There's still, you know, maturing to be done and, and growth to be had. And look, he's given, and I want to be fair here and, and qualify this. We, he hasn't given us any indication of, being a bad teammate or no you know or that there's any infighting or frustration with the staff by any means i'm just saying that it feels like energy wise 
it's worn on him. I, I think overall the whole team is sort of worn out at this point because of the high expectations that they were placing on themselves. And I think they really feel like they're dropping the ball now. And yet another year. I mean, you could point your finger at things in the past, you know, injuries. For the most part, this you're not missing some of the key guys that you've missed in years past. Right. And the games that you really should have won were on the front end of the schedule. I think now that they're staring down at the remaining parts of the schedule. This is where this thing could get could get ugly. Yeah, and it, it's not looking as tough as it once did. Detroit's cooled off. Chicago's cooled off. The well, if cooled you can, off. But, but you still got the Patriots. You still got the Eagles on the road. There's still and yeah, I mean. Okay, but let's talk about this for a second. Yeah. Detroit, they might dodge a bullet. Matthew Stafford has some some back issues. Mm-hmm. You may not have him in the game. But think about the games that they've they've caught a pass in the sense they didn't have Adam Thielen in this one against the Vikings. They didn't have Drew Brees playing when they they faced the Saints. Who else am I missing? Uh, they lost to the Jets. They they the Jets. Did, I mean, they had just gotten Sam Darnold back, and I mean, the Jets were a winless team at that point. Uh, and the Packers were playing without Devontae Adams. Okay, so even when you've caught a break from good teams, you still can't capitalize. And that would seem to <laughs> be an issue with the coaching staff. That would seem to be an issue of making sure these guys are mentally prepared to play. Jason Garrett's whole role on this team for years has been the CEO. He's the walk around head coach. He's the he's the leader of men more than he is the you know call and plays and things like that. Well, okay, if if that's your job. Your job is to make sure they're prepared and make sure that they're not checking out and make sure that we're not having these slow starts. His job's in real jeopardy at the end of this year, just if we're grading it through nine games. You know, it is interesting you say that. You know, I, I cover the Saints and I've had some extensive conversations with a guy like Sean Payton. And Sean does things to motivate his team in way the, the way that he ever thinks the motivation aspect is what's always fascinating to me. You know, if you've been on the road with me. Yep. The speakers that he brings into the locker room, they are the most obnoxious speakers of any team I've ever covered. And he wants that even when they go on the road or after a win, that they are the loudest things that you hear because it, it gets them hype. Sean Payton's like a really terrible neighbor to have. Like terrible. if you're like an apartment complex or a condo, he'd be awful. Just terrible. music. But and then the people that he has come in and speak to these teams, the way that he's dressed up certain mascots to fire them up, like everything he does is to get in the headspace of his team. He hey, I, he I, I, messes I got, with their minds the way that the the way Bill Parcells used to. Of course, he's part of that Bill Parcells coaching tree. While, like I said, I've, I'm a fan of of Jason Garrett. I'm a fan of the process. I'm a fan of the fact that that team continues to battle for him, but. The way that he gets his troops ready to play is so different than a guy like Sean Payton. Of well, course, we're talking about Sean Payton too. After losing the one and seven Atlanta Falcons when sure. you were seven and one, so you know that's something they're going to revisit this week. But it is the it is the the thought process that goes into motivating his men that has always been fascinating to me about Sean Payton, and something that I have not heard about Jason Garrett. Well, I mean, it's different when, when Jason Garrett does bring in people to speak to the team, though, Tristan Hill falls asleep. So you were I mean, waiting for that. I one. was. I was. I was trying you to break in and kept talking and I wasn't going to let it go. I was I, I needed to drop that in there. But no, I think it's just it's different. I think there is something to be said. We've talked about this before. I think there's something to be said about steady stability and not freaking out and not and not changing up routine. Because, for instance, if, if he was to change things up wildly this week. I don't think that would be viewed as anything that, oh, this can fire us up. I think it would rattle it shows guys. panic. Like, what, yeah, what's going on? This is, And that's Jason's whole philosophy. And, there's, I and I appreciate that. Yeah, and I think that's fair. It, it's just different ways of doing it. But, it, you know, they're, they're negative 18 on their point differential in the first quarter this season. 
negative 18. They're plus 99 quarters, two through four. Which is insane to there, me. There's something broken about this team in the first quarter. To those of us on the outside, it felt like the sky was falling, but here is what it sounded like on the inside Monday when we caught up with some of the players. Yeah, we got quite the unexpected treat. So normally how Mondays work for the Cowboys, there's very few guys. It's not a practice day, so there's not a lot of guys in there. A lot of them aren't ready to talk. Not a lot of them want to talk, especially after a loss. So when you head into Monday Locker, you're not usually expecting a lot. Uh, It's later in the day. It opens about four hours later than it normally does during the week. So Monday, you're always kind of tempering your expectations about what you're going to hear from the guys in the locker. Uh, But we did get a treat. We got a surprise. Michael Bennett spoke with the Dallas media for the first time. So uh, he talked for about five minutes. So I'm just going to go ahead. We'll, We'll play the whole thing here of what Bennett had to say, uh, kind of uninterrupted, and let you guys just make your own conclusions based off of what he said and uh, have your own thoughts. So here's what Michael Bennett had to say in the locker room on Monday. What stands out to you? I don't know. I don't agree with that. I just think we just got to just do the simple things, right? I think football is always about the simple things. So it comes down to fundamentals, and every single week is who has the most fundamentals the most disciplined every single week and sometimes you can get out of your gap a little bit more and sometimes you don't and so for us it's just regrouping and recommitting to the things that we know that football has always been a part of whether you're at a junior high level little league high school college it's always the same thing your hands your feet and being and being able to get off blockers what made Dalvin cook so hard to get him when you talk about stopping on the setting the edges and those kinds of things about the part of it. It's like anything with setting the edge is good. I think for us it's just tackling and being fundamentally sound. Just to talk about your process fitting in with this team the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's, been, it's been a pretty much a good journey coming from New England coming here. A lot of great players and just trying to figure out how to get in there. What excites you about being a Dallas Cowboy? I don't know, man. What excites you? <laughs> Covering the Cowboys? I don't know. Yeah. Going back to Davin Cook for a minute, what made him so challenging? Just, I think the being able to have the, the boot game is something that I think that makes their running game harder to stop because they're able to um, be able to make all the plays look like they do. They do a lot of boot plays, a lot of sprint, a lot of play action. So, you know, guys got to really be on their keys with that offense. So I think he's just one of the fastest. He's really fast. So I think that's something people are really, um, you don't see that kind of speed at running back is like right now. Between him and Saquon Barkley, they're the two fastest running backs I've seen in the league in a long time. Two games in, how are you getting into a groove now? I'm not into a groove. I haven't played very much. Hard. Yeah, you, you, you're blocking your escape. How is Chris? Yeah. <laughs> Chris Richard. Oh, we go way back. I think we grew up, we grew up together. We play a lot of wonderful ball together. I'm, I'm used to winning, and that's just a part of how part of the process. I think we've always been friends. I always text him at, when I wasn't playing, and he was in the offseason checking his family. So it's always been a close uh, relationship. How much of the scheme has been new to you, and how much did you know kind of already coming in? Um, I knew a lot of it. I mean, I, I shouldn't play a lot of football. It's all, all the same, really, when it comes down to it. But uh, the scheme is very familiar for something I'm used to. Um, so, like I said, I just came from the place with the most defenses in the league. And so any other defense is pretty much easy to win. How much did Mark Teller talk to you about the Cowboys before you come in? Did y'all talk about, you know, just playing for Garrett and Jerry and just this organization before you came here, how important was that just to, for your transition? I think he said it was a great uh, fan base. He said that you're never going to see a lot of fan base, fan base like this. People show up to the games and 
you know, the, you know, Cowboys, everybody loves the Cowboys around the country. Uh, I grew up watching the Cowboys, Alvin Harper, uh, Michael Irvin, uh, Kenny Norton, all those guys. So for growing up, this is, you know, it's an honor to be able to play for an organization that you grew up in as a kid in Houston and being able to see this team. So, uh, you know, this uh, Can you discuss your, your talks with Jerry Jones? And I know he reduced your contract to one year. How important was that, you know, uh, Getting next year off, or you'll be afraid after the season. I, I'm trying to. I don't know. It's just, it could be my last year in the NFL. I've just been chilling, uh, thinking about uh, what's the best thing for my family, what's the best thing health-wise in the future. Uh, so let's take it one game at a time, one year at a time. And the opportunity is a great opportunity. But right now, it's just enjoying this game, enjoying these seven games, and playing football for you. Just enjoying myself, being trying to be a kid out there again. I'm an old man right now, but at the same time, I try to stay as young as I can. With you and Demarcus, what, what does what does the ceiling of this defense look like with you guys? I'm just a part of it. Demarcus is the key to it. Uh, like I said, Demarcus is one of the best players I I play with, and I play with a lot of great players in the NFL. Uh, whether it's Rondé Barber, whether it was Cliff Averill, Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Fletcher Cox, all these great players that I play with, Jerry McCoy, and I would say that. Demarcus Lawrence is probably at the top of the list of guys I've played with in this league, and I think he's got great leadership. He's also a great captain, and he goes out there and puts him on line every single week. And I think he leads by example. So for me, it's great to be around a young guy like that, to be able to feel the energy again and feel excited about playing the football. And I think uh, it's just a, it's an honor. Have they told you about the hot boys? No, I remember the real hot boys. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So there you go. Some interesting stuff there from Michael Bennett. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
We now welcome in another one of my favorite beat writers here at the Star in Frisco, John Mashoda of The Athletic. John, thanks for joining the pod. We are actually heading up towards your uh, your neck of the woods where you grew up, Detroit, Michigan, this weekend. I mean, old neck of the woods. Yeah. It's always funny when I go back because you have like friends and family that'll be like, so when are you coming back? And I'm to the point now where I'm like, never. Like, I love Dallas and like, especially this time of year, like I don't miss any of that. And then going back up there, I think it's supposed to be in the thirties or whatever. Uh, and obviously I love covering the Cowboys, but it is funny though. Cause you want to be like, yeah, eventually I'll come back, but I just don't see that happen. I think Dallas is stuck with me now. Do you, do you like days like today? I know you love that. You love being told like, Oh, you must love this weather. It's nice and cold. Uh, Cause you're from up North. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been here now nine years, so it's like, I, but people don't understand that you adjust to it. You're just like, yeah, it's, this is cold to me because it's been hot all summer. Okay. Like I'm, if you had a Michigan summer where it really only gets to be a hundred, like once or twice, then yeah, then it's hard to like, you know, get acclimated. But when it's a hundred, like for an entire month, like you just, you change climates pretty fast. So. I, I made the comparison to John. It's like, uh, it's like the kid who was like two years old when they moved out of Mexico and then people still <laughs> expect them to speak Spanish. It's like, I've been away from Spanish for like so long. Like, exactly. It's not going to work. Exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. like, no, like I'm just as no. lost as the rest of you now. Well, yeah. and I always joke that Texas, you know, there's that old saying, it's like, I'm not from Texas, but I got here as quick as I could. Yeah. There yeah. are so many transplants that come down here. And, and if you're listening to the Dallas Cowboys uh, podcast here with us, then you probably are a big Texas fan just in general. I, I kind of feel the same way. I've lived in other places, but Texas, just climate-wise, cost of living, Yeah, show me a better state to live in. I'm good. Yeah. My brother and I always go through these scenarios like, what if this place offered you a job or what if this place offered you a job? And it's like every year that goes by, that list of what I would take is so much less. And like really the only thing that's left for me would be on the West Coast just because I love like when we go out there for training camp and California and all that. But then you then have like earthquakes co- and you have right, wildfires. Right, and, and it's super expensive to live. You're never right. going to own a thing. Right, exactly. I, so. I go back and forth. People ask me that all the time, but I think as you get a little settled into your career and especially when you cover a team like this, it's the golden handcuffs. Yeah. I've always said, are there probably more intriguing jobs out there? Maybe. Yeah. But not many because no. we get weeks like this, John, where the sky is falling again and Jason Garrett, who enjoyed a brief reprieve because he got... You know, the win against the Eagles, and it was a bye week, so all sins were forgotten. The play calling's an issue again last night, and despite heroic performances by what I've been arguing is this receiving court, Dak Prescott, they can't get it done. So where are you pointing the finger today? Oh, you have to point it at the coaches. I mean, I, I'm one of these people I hate when, when people just always blame the coaches, and especially here because Jason's been here for so long in a league where coaches generally aren't around that long. Um, but that was just a mistake to run back-to-back plays, uh, run plays there. Um, I know that they were trying to run out the clock, but this isn't 2014 Dallas Cowboys where your defense is basically led by Rolando McLean and Jeremy Mincy. Like you have a good defense. Like you've, you've been building since 2014 to get to where you are right now. You go and you go ahead. And if they come back on you and they score a touchdown in a minute and a half, well, Hey, you tip your cat to them and you say, well, that, that was on the defense and so be it. But you went out there and got Michael Bennett and, and uh, Robert Quinn, and you've drafted these linebackers. Like, you have players now. Like, put them out there to make plays. You should trust your defense. And I just feel like the entire time I've covered this team, it's always been offense first. Well, you finally have a good defense. Give them a chance to make plays there late. And I, I know that, obviously, Dalvin Cook was running all over them, but you got to at least give them that chance. I, I Taking your foot off the gas, whether you do it in pros or in college, it always seems to kill you. And I just thought that that was a mistake. You should have just let... Dak keep throwing I thought he had the hot hand and he was playing as well as I think I've ever seen him play 
why do you think that I mean speaking to we know the coaches have been an issue but I mean I think consistently all year the linebackers have played way below where they were at last year why do you think Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish have seemingly regressed this year I mean that's a great question I was walking out with some other reporters after the game yesterday and that's all we were we were saying is just like how come they're not making those same plays and I think it's a combination I don't think that They've done as well stopping the run on the defensive line. I don't think they've been as strong either. And it's almost like kind of how you see with the Rams, how it's like it seems like almost in a way like they're starting to kind of – the league's starting to figure Sean McVay out. It's almost like maybe there's just tape out from last year where they found little things, maybe Jalen and coverage, things like that, where that's clearly not his strong suit. You know, one of the things I notice is that he'll drop way back into coverage so that he can move forward so everything's in front of him, which, you know – Nobody did that better than Ed Reed. I mean, he'd move off the off the screen, mm-hmm. but he was just such a freak athlete that he could just make up that ground. And so with a team like last night where, like, Kirk Cousins was just dinking and dunking and, and he was completing that stuff underneath, it's like, yeah, Jalen's keeping the guy in front of him, but they're still first downs and they're moving the chains and things like that. So I, I wish I had a good answer. It, it's, it stuns me that Sean Lee would come into that last game and play, like, maybe the best we've seen out of any of the linebackers this year. I never thought that would happen. I thought that Jalen and Leighton would have just taken off, built on what they did last year. The more you play together, the better they were going to be, and that, that just hasn't been it. You know, and they've talked consistently. Anytime you talk to Rod Marinelli or Chris Richard, but specifically Marinelli when he's talking about defensive philosophy, if you're talking to him on a Thursday about what they need to do, fast will always come up. We need to play fast. And you'll hear that from opposing coaches in conference calls. They'll say, you know, oh, that defense is really fast. They, they move fast. I wonder if that's why they're getting gashed so bad on these screen plays. If they're taking advantage, if teams are taking advantage of this over aggressiveness and this, right. this let's fly, and and then they just all right, let's slowly kind of set things up, and then let's hit these screen passes, and then you're having you know thirty yard gains for Dalvin Cook on screen passes. It, it seems like that's kind of become the way to try and hit the Cowboys is let's use this aggressiveness that they have on defense against them for sure. And the reason the what gets you to play fast is knowing exactly what you have to do at all times. And so that's why they don't deviate from what they do. And that's why other teams know what they're going to do. And so that's, that's why a I, great I was point, I was joking actually. with Hellman yesterday, David Hellman of DallasCowboys.com, that that game to me was that Spider-Man meme where it's those two Spider-Men pointing <laughs> yeah, at each point, other. Yeah. Because that's exactly what Dak said before they were going to play the Vikings like last Wednesday when he talked to us. It was like, yeah, I'm not really worried about them confusing stuff because that's not what they do. They do what they do. But if you make mistakes, they'll make you pay. But you know what to expect from them. And that's exactly what everybody says about this Cowboys defense when they're preparing to play them. And so uh, while they have good players, I just feel like the other teams kind of know what to expect when they go against this defense. And the offense, that's been the argument and the knock on them too. That's why I think it's been fascinating to see them mix it up this year and, and not be able to see this offense capitalized. Because let me ask you this. Do you think there's good players on this team? Oh, yeah, this is, I mean, I started covering the team in 2011. This is, without question, the best Cowboys team I've covered, no doubt. So how frustrating is it, you know, just as a beat writer, and can you imagine for the fans, that they're not able to piece these things together? Because we're not talking, this is a young team in some respects, but this is a young team that has collectively come up together. In other words, I get when you've got, you know, a whole bunch of young guys and it's addition and subtraction, but these guys have sort of come in this thing together. The nucleus has been there, so... I feel like you have to take the young thing out of the equation at this point. No, you do, for sure. I think one of the problems, though, is because you have a lot of those guys together, I just see a lot of, I see a lot of, like, the way they're playing in these games this year reminds me of last year in a sense of, it's like they have to be at their best when their backs are against the wall, and God knows we've heard this a million times from all of them. But like you look at last season, like even after they got Amari, they lost that first game. It took them to fall to three to five, three and five, to where it was like, well, now we have to win every single game. And I feel like that's how they play in these games this year. It's like, 
well, we're, we're so talented that eh, we fall behind a little bit. We're going to come back. We're, we're, we're talented. We're going to make this run. And I feel like that's what's going to happen this season. And now they're going to put themselves in a spot where they're going to be backs against the wall again. And they might have to win five of their last seven games. But And they might do that. Which is such a cowboy thing to do. Because right. I was literally saying, here we are talking all about the front end of this schedule and how tough, it, how easy it was that if they, they need to put those to bed and then focus on these this remaining stretch. It would be such a cowboy thing to do to go and shock and awe us against the Patriots in Foxborough to win that game on the road against the Chicago Bears, Mm -hmm. get another one against the Eagles, and then all of a sudden they've got that hot hand. They get in the playoffs, and this would be the year for them to get it done. I'm not kidding. Like That's how this team is to me. It's just if you look at it on paper and statistically, you're you're saying to yourself, there's no way. Yeah. Like this, this to me was the turning point in your season – you played the six and three team. We've been arguing you're either you're either contenders or pretenders. You look like pretenders last night. Yeah, there's no question about that. And and I agree with you. Like, I mean, I know we all cover the Cowboys, so people will think that you're you know, we're being homers or whatever. No, this is their best team. And, you know, I heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, these other teams not having Breeze, not having Thielen, not having Devontae <laughs> Adams, the, the Lions probably won't have Matt Stafford. Like, they're all what I always say, relatively healthy. I mean, they are, they're not really missing anybody. So if you were to make a run, let's say they won five of the last seven, they go 10 and six, win the division, got in the playoffs. Like on paper, that I could easily see them making a run. Like 100%. If, you, if you go down like the list of like, you know, everybody compares every everyone to the Patriots because they're clearly the gold standard. But like there's clearly weaknesses on that Patriots team. One of the biggest problems is guys like Trey Flowers and they have good years and then teams pick these guys. No, this Cowboys team has been building for, I, I would say, at least 2014 to where they are easily. today. And, and so, no, I mean, they... I know it's doom and gloom today, but if they got on a run, there's no question that they could make they could make a Super Bowl run for sure. But I it doesn't agree. look like that right now, obviously. You know, the team that this reminds me of, and Jane, I think you were here at this time. John, I know you weren't covering the team back then, but the, the team that this kind of reminds me of is the 2008 Cowboys. We're in 07, they went 13-3, and three, and heading into 08, it was like, okay, Romo's going to take the next step. They went and added Pac-Man Jones and Tank Johnson and... Uh, they had really kind of fleshed out their holes, and then they, you know, they started off that year three and zero, and they looked like they were, you know, going to be right up there. Brady had gotten hurt at that point. People were talking about them as the Super Bowl contender, and then turmoil hit, and they started losing games to teams they shouldn't have lost to. And you know, near the end of the year, they would, you know, surprise people and oh, we're going to beat the Giants on primetime football, who are first in the division right now, and you know, we're going to shock everybody. And they kept just teasing you a little bit until the end of the year when they get blown out in a winner-take-all division game against the Eagles. And it just feels like that, where that 08 team that went 9-7, and to me, is one of the most talented teams they've ever had. And they just it it didn't work. And that would be my concern now with this team. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know, what's interesting to me is Jerry Jones has gambled so much in his business life right we've we've even talked about comstock this new energy company that he's got and he's Mm -hmm. invested i think he's like it's like something like two billion dollars of his own personal money and my buddies are on wall street are like it's the worst investment that's why he was up here garnering public support for this while the zeke deal was getting done he's ringing you know he's ringing the bell on on the on the stock market but yet he has played the safe hand with jason garrett all this time because it's like he doesn't want to rock the boat and i gotta say there are times I find myself sort of agreeing with them in the sense that you've only had one losing season. This team is still fighting for him. But I am curious if the team still fights for him after a game like this. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the only thing. I, I, I've i never seen them not, you know. Right. So that's why I would be so stunned if that was to happen for them to just give up. Like you talk about that that Eagles game at the end of the year. I, was that 2008, I think? Yep, yep. Yeah. Like I just I don't see them doing that with, with this particular team. And because of that, that's what always he's going to have backing him up because – you see it so much in, because in the name NFL. another coach you'd want it because well, look that's everything there isn't a lot of options out there right now well exactly you look at what Arizona did bringing in Cliff Kingsbury young innovative they, you think they're you're gonna sh- shake things up Sean McVay we're actually seeing him exposed now um, after you know such a dynamic start as the head coach it's taken Kyle Shanahan a while but I mean he comes from a ridiculous coaching tree and then had I, you could argue all his success in, in Washington D.C. You look at Adam Gase, that's not working out for you that much with the Jets. Freddie Kitchens up in Cleveland. Flores down with the Dolphins. So if I'm Jerry and my biggest, you know, he he laments that one of his biggest frustrations in life has been wasting Tony Romo's youth. Yeah. These guys aren't getting any younger. I mean, we're heading into what, fifth seasons now for Dak and Zeke and some of these guys. And while you're locking them up, trying to lock them up long term, how much longer do you want to waste their seasons with either a new coach or staying the course, I would imagine it's frustrating for Jerry. Right, and we were just talking about, okay, so to me, the gold standard is clearly the Patriots, and so like a team the Cowboys are about to play this week, and Matt Patricia, I mean, that's the the Lions are by far the, the team I follow the most outside of the Cowboys. That's not working there. No. Um. So that, that so there's a the guy. Then Josh McDaniels, who was obviously, you know, their OC, like I could see him being up for jobs, but like show me a guy that's left the Patriots and had all this success that there really hasn't. Everything just goes back to Bill Belichick. Like whether it doesn't matter if it's the GMs, if it's the coaches, assistant coaches. But he's coaches. just a different animal, right? And then I, I, I even look at Matt Lafleur, right? Okay, so he's had some sex, success with Green Bay, but that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting that on the coaching. Well, he's staff. also a first year guy, and and that's the thing. It's like how do you adjust the trends? I remember listening to uh, an inter- radio interview. It was on 105.3 The Fan earlier this year with uh, Tony Romo, and he was talking about um, Kellen Moore and, and basically how like. 
you know, I can see him having success early on because people won't know what to expect because there's nothing, there's no tape, there's no film on what he's done. But it's going to be about how you adjust to that. And that's clearly where we're at right now. We're in that stage that it's how are you going to adjust to what they're doing? And as you mentioned with Sean McVay, that's what they're going through right now. So the only thing that I could see that would shake this thing up, and this would be a wild card, what if they asked Tony to come back and coach? I think they're okay. Well, then if we're throwing out wild possibilities, I mean, this is wild. This oh, is wild. I think there's a better chance of Jason Witten being the next coach than Tony Romo. I, I, I've I've got three wild names for you to stack and like. I love this. Poor Jason Garrett's not I, even I, through a season, no, and it, it's still a winning else, record. And we're already throwing out wild what, cards. What else are we supposed to hear? I, I'm just curious. But you stack the likelihood. But that I you use think this, this as arguments as to why Jason Garrett remains here. So we'll throw out the wild cards, yeah, no, and then we'll show you what else is options, out there. No. From from most to least likely, okay. if Jason were to lose his job, okay. most least like least likely would get this job. Lincoln Riley. I don't see it happening. Dan Mullen. Bob Stoops. I don't like any of those options. I didn't go, say you liked them. I'll go Bob, Bob Stoops. Uh, he would be I'll my Bob one seat Stoops out of the group. One, yeah, I'd go Lincoln Riley two and Dan Mullen three. That's mostly, you think it'd be most likely out of those three that he would get the job? But why yeah. go college? I mean, college doesn't always work. Well, I mean, but that's Name it. college that's worked yeah. other than Jimmy Johnson, who obviously was wildly oh, successful here. Pete Carroll. But I, but I mean, I think in general, and I mean, Cliff's Pete also was in the NFL right first, then he went was, back, and then came back. But, you know, the other thing is, has college worked? Well, I mean, let's just look at what the Cowboys have been saying. Last year, the Cowboys kept talking about college concepts. So the Cowboys clearly are not bugged by the idea of a college coach. But if you want college that had previously been in the NFL, like that has been Harbaugh's MO. Finish teams off. Push them over the edge. Oh, you like Jim Harbaugh? I I, I would think that would. I don't I don't think that'd be. Why not Urban Meyer? I mean, what Dan Mullen was running at Mississippi State was all Urban Meyer stuff. No, that's Urban true. Meyer obviously yeah, had success just, with Zeke. I just think with da- the hand that Dak undoubtedly is going to have in the say, because, you know, it's funny. You said, why is Jerry stuck with Jason this long? You remember at the end of last year, the thought was they were going to stick with Linehan, and it seemed like feedback internally is what changed things. It was players, yeah, 100%. It was play- and so I think the reason Garrett's lasted so long is probably player feedback. They, there was they, also they like a little him. bit of a wild card with Scott Linehan that hasn't come out. Well, that, okay. that factored into it a little bit. Okay. So Scott Linehan actually, this I was mystery. told, had a little bit of a, a say in some of that. Okay. He needed some personal peace for something that was going on off the field. Okay. Well, and in let's that, get him on the podcast. Yeah, well, let's do it. So in that sense, though, that players generally their feedback matters to this organization. Clearly, with the coaching staff, I mean, Dak's going to have a hand in it in the next one, and we know how much he thinks of Dan Mullen. And Dan oh, Mullen's yeah. done great stuff. At I'm Florida a fan already. of Dan Mullen. I think it's interesting. Yeah, no, he's going to have a big say in it. That's why I always thought. It was fun. I thought that going into this year, when you know, obviously the storyline is similar to what it is now, where it's like, well, when are they going to pay Dak? Is Dak going to be the quarterback of the future? And I just find it funny. I'm like, yeah, he's going to be the quarterback of the future, and he's literally going to be the guy if they change that coach. That he's going to be sitting there, and they'll be like, what works best for Dak? It's going to be built around Dak. Like he's not going anywhere. He will definitely have a huge say in who, who the next coach is. Well, one, even if he doesn't have a say, what he but does he is will have such a say. In a it. Jason Garrett fan. Yeah. I mean, he has literally said to me, "Go easy on my guy, JG." When I would argue that I'm probably the softest media commentator out there when it comes to Jason Garrett, because I keep going with "Show me something better." But he will say to me, "Go easy on my guy, JG." You know, it's one of the things about him, and and why I think that a lot of this happens too is like you never see him. Like you see other coaches, like will get into players sometimes on the sideline, and there'll be a little back and forth. So you will never see that with Jason. I I saw it at the ultimate test, and it was when. Obviously, Greg Hardy was slapping clipboards out of hands. And, I mean, he's not getting involved in anything like that. Like, he doesn't throw players under the bus. He never, like, calls No, he just throws anybody. challenge flags at refs really hard. <laughs> I mean, there's or that. Kellen like, Moore's offensive coordinator on Monday morning. Well, 
but even that, that, even that, like, so that seems like a lot because of it, how right. little it that he so does. It was so jarring to yeah. us because he doesn't do that right. stuff. Right. Okay, I, I, got, I got one other conspiracy name. And Jane and I okay. talked about this with Calvin Watkins last week because his contract's about to come open and there has been talk about this is kind of do or die for him too. Zimmer. Well, they obviously like him. And the way they talk Steven, about Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer, yeah. it's as if the guy is dating you, but he, he's on Instagram scrolling and he's like, but that girl, man, she's a good looking chick. She works out really. We're, I wonder where she works well, out. Well, they had a chance of that girl she got before. That, right. I, mean, I wonder where she got that outfit. Well, and, so, and so there's a little bit of the one that got away. So what, yeah. like, I, because that's the name that I've been kicking around lately. That he's I've well thought, respected. I thought Zimmer would be one that makes sense because they know him. He's known to be kind of like a light your fire you know under him he comes from the parcells tree i think they would feel like they're still keeping some of the structure that jason has he'd bring terrence newman back terrence newman's on the coaching staff hey, can i be, can i be selfish for a second here <laughs> yeah i want them to stick with jason garrett then mike zimmer really? with the media is just not I don't, I'm, I'm trying to have fun here okay, oh, okay. And, and, and as, well, as like, on everybody like let's go hire mike leach okay well yeah let's get crazy no but like at the jason garrett that people see on the podium is clearly not the same jason garrett that we see in the walk-offs right. or we see at the combine or at a training camp stuff like that and i think he's pretty media friendly so selfishly i would and the reason why i'm i'm saying that is because i don't think that there's gonna be a major difference like i don't i don't know like i mean are you gonna be surprised if Mike Zimmer, well, if like I mean, they lose well, well, in the I mean, second round of the playoffs, I mean, I mean, like clearly the other side? Because like, what's right, Mike done? Right, that's what I'm saying. But, like, but so right now, if you're gonna right get something right again, now, the Spider-Man meme. Right now, like, I don't the, know the big what, difference. There. What's the biggest overall issue with this team right now, though? Like, like in general, like, uh, like not like position specific, but just in the way they play. Are you talking slow, about just this season? Slow, yeah, slow starts. People have been but questioning see, preparation. The, but, but the thing that is crazy to me, it's the slow starts. But it's, the, to, to me, what's more impressive about this team is the way they battle back when their backs are in the wall. Like you're down fourteen nothing in the first quarter. It was the first quarter, right? Fourteen. Yep. Fourteen oh Sunday night football, and you battle back the way that they did. Like that to yeah. me is impressive. Well, no, that's so not, was the uh, twenty-one to nothing to the, the Packers, and it was thirty-one to three, but, and they but still that, came but back. But that's not that a crummy team. That's but, not. No. That's not. A, that's not. A, that's not a, not a poorly coached team. But this is this is Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones both in the last twenty-four hours. When Zimmer has come up, they they brought up Zimmer on their own, and when they bring up Zimmer, they bring him up with the idea. But I think of, they talk that way about any guy that's been but, on their on on their staff because they look at it as. He's one of ours. They, they, yeah. they, they may talk. They may talk. Sure. They may talk. There's glowing, a pride about that. They may talk glowingly about him, but the attribute they both brought up on their own was he had that team really well prepared. I think Cue it's my ex files music. Whether, he whether loves his conspiracy theory. Well, no, whether it's Zimmer or not, I think that it is fresh in their mind that they they don't feel like this team's prepared each week. Why would you they leave were, what he's got right now? I'm, I'm saying that his, his contract's almost up, and there's thought like they've kind of been to the edge and never pushed over. I'm saying if that if he came open to John's point, it's the kind of the same reason why Sean ultimately wasn't the look the Cowboys have wanted Sean that's no secret mm -hmm. then he goes and he, he gets his you know long-term deal in New Orleans one of the factors that played into that is everything that comes with Dallas I mean, Mike Zimmer is kind of a golden god in Minnesota Sean's a golden god in in New Orleans and the media scrutiny is not the same when I go and cover Minnesota or New Orleans it's a different it's a, it's different but what if you have that type of personality that you want to be known in China because Sean is the one that likes that's to say a, that that's a Sean personality. That is not it? a Mike Zimmer personality. That's though. true. No, no, but this is home for Zimmer. This is where Zimmer cut his teeth as an NFL coach who's here for 15 years or whatever it was. I mean, the, I, I think, I think Zimmer does have an affinity for Dallas. And what I'm talking about, obviously you guys know that quote that he said yeah. that oh, yeah. about how they, 
you, you hit where after they won the Super Bowl, I think he said that like, yeah, they know who I am in like the other yeah. cities in the division. But when you're the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, they know who you are in China. Well, there's I- an ego that you have to have an ego to be the head coach of this team, but an ego that can remain checked right. when you've got Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones my, as your bosses. My theory is Dion's using the FSU offer to leverage the Cowboys <laughs> job. That's my thing. That would be terrible. Don't even bring that stuff up, man. <laughs> that I don't, would be don't even speak that Florida stuff out State there. Florida State fan John Michelle. Don't here. even put that out there. <laughs> I don't like that. All right. So your thoughts heading into this game, John? Well, if Matt Stafford plays, then I think it's a close game because he's playing at at his highest level. And although I don't think the Lions are a great team, they are pretty talented and they will be playing at home. Uh, but if he doesn't play, I don't think there's any reason the Cowboys should win by at least a couple touchdowns. I mean. They're, they would be going with Jeff Driscoll. I mean, that's, I don't know. That's That seems like the recipe for exactly what this team needs right now. And they have beaten the bad teams that they've played. And the Lions are a bad team if they're not if Matt Stafford isn't playing. Now, if Stafford plays, we've seen when the Cowboys have played against Matt Stafford, they've all been, like, they've been some of the most entertaining games that we've watched recently. So I think that's the key. If, if, if he plays, then it goes down to the wire. Um, but if he doesn't, then, yeah, the Cowboys should easily win this game. John Machado, my man. I'm looking forward to some of the restaurant wrecks and uh, going to visit the town that you are now far removed from. Uh, where can some of our followers follow you on social media? Follow me on Twitter. I'm on there from time to time. <laughs> At John Machota, J-O-N-M-A-C-H-O-T-A. Go for the content. Stay for the memes. That's it for this episode. We appreciate you sticking around. We'll be a couple days removed from doom and gloom, and we'll check in with the guys in the locker room on Wednesday when we drop this next pod. So when are you coming back? And I'm like, never. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.